When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today I'm going to take you behind the scenes, and I'm going to share with you a strategy that we used in my recent Digital Course Academy launch that was incredibly successful. I thought you might want to use it for your next launch as well. So whether your next launch is your first launch and you're a total newbie, or maybe you're more seasoned and it's your third or fourth launch, it doesn't matter. This strategy could work for beginners and more advanced marketers. So I have something for everyone today. Now, I often tell my students that I can predict the success of their next launch. And no, I don't have a crystal ball. However, I do know the indicators of success for an upcoming launch, and it might surprise you. So here's what I know to be very, very true. The success of your launch is determined by how you show up when you are not launching, which I call the off season, the time when you're not selling anything, when you're not promoting So it's the weekly podcast episodes where you offer value and ask for nothing in return. The social media posts where you share insights and give helpful tips, but you do not ask for them to sign up for a webinar or buy a product. The off season is in the stories that you tell on live video and IG stories just to connect, just to engage, just to share. Now, don't get me wrong. I am all about the selling season. I'm all about promoting and launching and getting your products out into the world. And there is a time for that and it is important. But if you want to attract the ideal customer avatar for your products and courses and programs, if you want to be trusted, you've got to pay attention to the off season. So the off season is important because that's when your audience's defenses are down. They're not waiting for you to sell something. They're not wondering when the pitch is going to come. They're more engaged. They're more open. They're more willing to share with you and talk with you. This is where the real relationships start and where they are strengthened. This time is crucial. So again, 
you got to hear me here. I'm not saying that you can't build relationships when you're promoting, but the off season means that you are not actively selling anything. And if you run a business like mine, where you open the cart and then you close the cart and you do maybe two to three big live launches a year, when you're not live launching, that's when I would call the off season. Now, if you have something running on automation evergreen that really doesn't count for this conversation. So we could just take that off the table. I'm just talking about the time in between the live launching that would be considered the off season. Now today I want to talk to you about the next most important time that will help you to determine the success of your next launch. And that time is the pre-launch season, that time before you start enrolling people into your webinar. Because once you start getting people into your webinar, which is how I teach my students how to launch their courses with webinars. So that time before you start filling up your webinar is important because once you get people on your webinar, you're obviously going to offer immense value with your webinar, but you're also going to sell. So you're in that promo season once you start filling up the webinar. And so with that, that pre-launch season is that time right before you start filling up the webinar. Now, to make this episode incredibly actionable and very helpful to you, I'm going to zero in on the content that you are going to share in your pre-launch season which I'm going to say is the 30 days leading up to you opening enrollment for your free webinar. So it's the 30 days before webinar signups are open. Now, if you are one of my brand new Digital Course Academy students, shout out to you, or you're an alumni of DCA, then you are very aware of the entire pre-launch runway strategy that I teach you inside of DCA. So of course, I go into much more detail there and I get into the entire framework. So I've got you covered from start to finish. But if you're listening now and you're not in my DCA program, you can still get immense value from this exact episode because I'm going to teach you one segment of the bigger picture of the pre-launch runway that is incredibly important and you can implement it easily. So it can make a huge impact in your next launch. I want to focus on the content because I think that's one area that most of my students get confused about, and I want to really shine a light on it and make it easy for you. So I'm going to share with you how to choose the content that you share in the 30 days leading up to your webinar registration. I keep repeating that because I want to really make sure you understand what I'm teaching you here today. When I say that you're going to share your content in the 30 days leading up to your webinar registration, by share, what I specifically mean and hope you do is that you jump on Facebook Lives and you do one Facebook Live per week for 30 days. That means I'm talking only four Facebook Lives. Now, of course, my overachievers, my type A's, you can do more than four. However, I like to ease into it, and I think four is a really good starting point in a pre-launch. It's what I did when I started. Now, I actually do 60 days before I open enrollment for my webinar, so that means I do eight Facebook Lives around content related to my webinar and related to my course, but I've been launching for a long time. So I do 60 days leading up. I want you to start with 30. Good? Okay. 
So to remind you, the goal of these weekly lives is to help you build momentum and attract your ideal customer while you're still likely creating your course and before you begin to actually launch it with live webinars. So again, the pre-launch period, those 30 days before webinar registration are so important to find your ideal customer for the program you plan to sell. So these Facebook Lives are hugely important to the success of your launch. And because of that, I wanted to help you choose the content so you don't waste any time or any energy during those 30 days of pre-launch. And by the way, yes, I'm encouraging you to do Facebook Lives. I didn't say Instagram Lives. I didn't say pre-recorded videos because if you do Facebook Lives on your Facebook page, your business page, not your profile or personal page, your business page, if you do them week by week leading up to a launch, you're going to boost the engagement on your Facebook page. And if you run Facebook ads, well, Facebook loves when there's an engaged page. So if you have a lot of engagement on your Facebook page and you run ads, Facebook pays attention to that correlation. And typically your ads are going to be cheaper. I know. So great, right? So we have all noticed, all my peers, all my friends in the industry, that if we do a lot of Facebook lives during a pre-launch, our ads tend to be a lot less expensive. So good, right? Okay. So I'm going to get into the details of how to choose the content in your pre-launch season. But before I get there, a quick listener shout out. This one is from Tori who wrote, all the great reviews are true. Amy is amazing. I think that word is like amazing with my name in it. It was very hard to say though. (laughs) Everything she releases, I listen to. I think I have listened to some episodes like five or six times. Uh, Real fast, Tori, girl after my own heart. I do the same with other people's podcasts when I love the episodes. So Tori says, I aspire to be like Amy in my own new business, providing constant value and support to my ICAs, and now using all I learned from Digital Course Academy to really impact the lives of others. Thank you, Amy, as a friend and fellow online marketer, Tori. Well, Tori, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being a faithful listener and a repeat listener. Again, girl after my own heart, I totally do the same. All right, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Okay, as promised, I want to share with you how to choose the topics of your Facebook Lives that you're going to do week by week for four weeks leading up to your webinar enrollment. Now, this means you're moving from the off-season when you're not promoting anything into the pre-launch season where you're getting ready to promote your course. And as we talked about, it's going to be for 30 days, so you're going to do four of these. Now, when creating your Facebook Live topic list, always think about what your ideal customer needs to know, feel, or understand in order to be in a position to, one, want to get on your webinar, and then from there, of course, enroll in your course. So with that, before you choose your content topics for your pre-launch, it's ideal to have an idea of what you want to teach in your webinar. So obviously, before we start any of this, you know the type of course you want to create, like what you're going to create, the topic of your course. That is important to know. But then I want you to start thinking about your webinar. What might you teach on your webinar that would be in really good alignment with then selling them into your course? 
So I want you to think about first what you want to sell, what's your course all about, and then what you might teach on a webinar leading into selling your course. So these are things that I want you to talk about, and I've got some podcast episodes that will likely help you do so. But once you have an idea, you don't have to have it all figured out, but once you have an idea of what you might want to teach on the webinar, then you can start to decide what topics do you want to talk about leading up to webinar enrollment. And I have an exercise for you. So I think it would be great to grab a piece of paper and just write these down because they were incredibly helpful questions I asked myself in order to come up with my own content. And I'm going to share with you the exact content I used in the DCA pre-launch. So I'm going to share that with you in a moment. But here's what I want you to do. Three questions. Number one, I want you to write a list of the top three to five objections and challenges that your ideal customer avatar is facing right now. So my question is, what are the challenges they have? What objections might they have when you sell your course? What's going to come up for them when you tell them, I can help you do X, Y, Z? So where is your audience challenged right now? What are they struggling with? What objections do they have? Write down three to five ideas that pop in your head. Nothing needs to be right or wrong. Don't judge yourself, just write. Number two, write down three to five limiting beliefs and mindset blocks your ideal customer avatar is facing right now. So limiting beliefs would be a thought they have that is not serving them. We don't even need to think if the thought is right or wrong. It's just not going to serve them. So we're going to change that thought. Remember, thoughts create feelings. Feelings create actions. So if they're having a thought that doesn't serve them, it's going to create a feeling that is negative, that makes them feel bad, which then never leads to an action that's going to move them forward, right? So what are these limiting beliefs or mindset blocks that you just know you know your ideal customer is feeling and thinking right now. Write them down. And then finally, write down three to five desires and goals they want. So what does your ideal customer avatar ultimately want as it relates to the course that you're creating? So what do they want deep inside? At the end of the day, when they lay their head on their pillow and they think about whatever it is related to your course or the topic you teach, what do they want? their goals, their dreams, their desires, write them down. Just make an educated guess. So after you do this exercise, you now have a long list of ideas for topics. And you can take that list and I want you to choose four topics from that list. So by topic, I mean you might have wrote down that they are afraid that their family will judge them if they move forward with XYZ, whatever it is of your area of expertise. So if they want to dive in and become better or learn more about this topic, their family's going to judge them. So that might be one thing that you wrote down on your list. From there, you put that on your list if you want to talk about that one, and then you turn it into a topic by saying, okay, so let's talk about what happens when someone in your family judges you about XYZ. Let me tell you a story about that. And then let me give you three ways to move past it. So you're turning it into either exercises or conversations or stories that you're going to tell. 
but it becomes that foundation of what you teach that week. See how that works? The goal is to meet your ideal customer where they are right now and to help them get a little momentum or a little traction before you invite them to your webinar. Because when you open the doors to your webinar, if you give them value during that pre-launch, if you help them get past some mindset blocks and you help them get some momentum and you help them overcome maybe a challenge that they're having, when you open enrollment for the webinar, they will have already been thinking about the topic that you are going to be talking about on your webinar and they'll already have an interest. Their interest is peaked. And they're going to start to think, I want to explore this more. I want to talk about this more. I'm interested. I want to see if I can make things happen in this area. So they're more engaged and they're mentally invested. So that's one thing that the pre-launch does. If you choose four really good topics to talk about and teach about in the four weeks leading up to webinar enrollment, your audience will be more mentally invested in whatever it is you're going to teach on your webinar and then ultimately sell in your course. So I wanted to take a little time to bring this to life, to make it more real and take you behind the scenes of my own pre-launch Facebook Live content so that you could really understand what it might look like in your own business. So first of all, I did the exercise. So I answered the questions about what are the objections and the challenges, the mindset blocks, the limiting beliefs that they're having, the desires, the goals. I sat down and for a good 20 minutes, I just wrote down everything that came to mind. So if you were to look at my list, here are some things that would have been on it. Creating a course is too complicated. It's overwhelming. I'm scared to do live webinars. I'm not an expert. People will think I'm a joke or an imposter or a fraud, or I don't know what I would teach, or I have an idea for a course, but I don't know if it's a good idea. What could I charge for a course? I want to do X, Y, Z. What would someone pay for that? Another one was, I don't have time to create a course. I'm too busy. I have too many clients. What if I launch and no one buys? That's one that comes up a lot. Or I don't have an email list, so I don't have an audience. How am I going to launch a course if I don't have an audience? So these are things that my audience is saying to themselves or saying to me. So I know that they're objections and they are limiting beliefs for sure. And then ultimately, if I think about my audience, a dream or a goal they have is that many of them want to let go of the trading time for dollars. I don't want a bunch of clients anymore. I want more freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Or there's only so much money I can make with one-on-one clients. I want to make more money. They have a desire to make more money. So you have to really kind of dig deeper. And what does that mean, a desire to make more money? Well, they want to be more in control of their lifestyle and what it looks like and how they spend their time and how they spend their days. I also know that they want more time with their family. They feel stretched too thin. And when they're with their family, they're thinking about work. When they're with work, they're feeling guilty that they're not with their family. So I know my audience well. So I just did a full-on brain dump. Now, if you're like, Amy, I don't know my audience that well, 
that's when we have to really get into conversation with them. And I will link in the show notes to some episodes to help you learn more about your audience and your ICA and and start growing your audience more so you can have these conversations with them. So in the show notes, we'll add some links to other podcast episodes that will definitely help you. Okay, so I just shared with you my list, my brain dump after I answered those three questions. And then from there, remember, I did 60 days of pre-launch because I should. I teach this stuff. I should do bigger and go before you and um, show you what's possible. So as a teacher, I feel like that's my responsibility. So remember, I just want you to do 30 days, which is four Facebook Lives. I did 60 days, which is eight Facebook Lives. But I've got more to work with that I could kind of share with you. So first of all, my very first Facebook Live in my pre-launch season was list building in 20 minutes a day. So I talked about how to kickstart your list building. And because most people in DCA have a list of 250 people or more, I wanted to make sure that my audience was starting to add more people to their list so they'd be qualified to join DCA. So we did a, a list building Facebook Live. So for the next one, it was how to make the transition from client work to digital courses. And the reason I did this topic is because I wanted to talk about the perception that creating a course takes too much time and I've got to pay the bills and I've got to take all these clients. So I don't have the time to create the course. And so I wanted to talk about what it might look like to transition from client work into courses. And in between, when you haven't totally made that transition, how do you do both? So that topic was in relation to, I don't have enough time to create a course. The next one, want to create a digital course, but need a killer topic, how to choose the most profitable course topic for your biz. I was addressing that limiting belief that, oh my gosh, what if I launch a course and nobody buys it? So there's a lot of doubt and confidence issues there. So I talked about how sometimes you do choose a course and it doesn't work. So I did a little bit of mindset readjusting there. And then I talked about things that you can do to make sure that when you do go out with your course the first time, you validated it. And so you've done validation, validated it. I think, I don't know if that is correct to say it that way, but you get the point. So we went through some validation ideas. Now, the next one was, what does it really take to create and launch a digital course from scratch? let me show you. And with that, I use that one because I wanted to again address this thought that creating a course is too complicated. It's too overwhelming. However, I also wanted to come across as being very real and honest that it takes time and it's not a get rich quick kind of thing. And it's not a flash in the pan. And it's also not something you do once and then you go on to something else. So another reason why I did that episode about like what it really looks like to create a course from start to finish was to say that you only need one course and you can relaunch it over and over again. So for my students that were really worried that they, the course would take too long and they don't have enough time to create it and they need to make money. I wanted to show them that if they did make the time, which we all can make the time to create a course, that this is an asset that can make you money over and over again. 
All right, the next one, how to rework your business model to make room for more freedom and money. So this is where I got into more of the mindset about what do you really want? And I and I shared with them that many of you told me you want to make more money and you want more freedom. So I had them really think about what that would look like in their life. So I future paced about like, okay, what if you did have more money? What if you did have more freedom? Let's talk about that. And I told stories of my students who wanted that same thing and what they've done with it. So we really just address their desires, their goals, their hopes with that episode. The next one, which was number six, the five most profitable types of digital courses and how to choose the right one for your business. So this was one to combat the fear of what if I create a course and no one buys it? Also, how much can I price a course? Remember, that was one of the objections I had identified early. My audience didn't know how to price a course or how much money they could make with the course. Well, this specific episode helped you figure that out. The next one was accidental course creators, three online business owners who turned their know-how into big profits. I chose three success stories from my program and I told their stories myself. So I didn't have them come on, which would have been more powerful, but I didn't do that. I hadn't thought of it in advance. So I just told their stories and I did this to inspire. And I'm going to talk in a moment about a lesson I learned after the pre-launch of what I do differently, but I did a little bit of inspiring and telling other people's stories. I just feel like I could have done a much better job of that. I think we underestimate the power of inspiring and motivating as we're teaching the how-to stuff, but I'll get into that in a moment. The last Facebook Live I did before I opened webinar registration was what a digital course business looks like behind the scenes. So I said, take a peek into my world. So I wanted to open the kimono. I wanted to share about what my journey has looked like. And here's the thing. Many people have heard that story. So my diehard followers and fans, many of you listening now, you've heard me tell my story of Tony Robbins and Harley Davidson and starting a business that I hated as a consultant and doing that for two years and finally having such a jerky client that I was like, screw this, that's enough. Like you guys have heard that story many times, but there's a lot of people who haven't. And as a little side note, a little bit more of an advanced strategy that I won't get into here, we boosted all of these Facebook lives into ads. We boosted them, meaning we paid to get them out into the newsfeed even more. We turned them into ads. So they were going to be seen by people that didn't know me or know my story. So remember, this is a time to attract new people as well as nurture the relationships you've already fostered. And so you're doing two things during this pre-launch. So I wanted to attract new people into the mix so I can invite them on my webinar. So it's a really great list builder. So let's talk about it being a great list builder because I had a call to action with each of these episodes. So in the very first one, which was two months away from my webinars being open for enrollment, I actually had people get on my list building webinar. So a lot of people got into list builder society two months before I opened webinar registration for DCA. So they were already list building, which is kind of cool. I would have loved for them to get in there three or four months before DCA opened for enrollment, but still, I I definitely made a play for list building. 
And then I had two other calls to action, which were lead magnets. Because remember, part of the pre-launch season is you want to grow your email list. So I had a starter kit, which was a way to help people figure out their course topic. I think at the time of this recording, it might still be available. So you could check it out, amyporterfield.com forward slash starter kit. So that was a way to help people come up with a course topic. Because here's something I want you to really hear and understand. If people show up to my webinar already with a course topic on their mind, they're more likely to want to buy my course, right? They're more likely to get on the webinar in the first place because they have a course idea now. They're like, okay, so how do I get started? Well, get on my free masterclass. Okay, this is great. How do I do it? Well, great, buy my course. So one of my freebies during the pre-launch season was how to come up with a course topic. It was an obstacle. I don't know what to create. I created a freebie for that. I also had a freebie, which was the quiz, which I think I'll probably do an entire episode just about this, but I'm pretty sure it's going to still be live at the time of this recording. If not, you'll see a waitlist page, but amyporterfield.com forward slash quiz. And this quiz help you to decide what type of course you should create. And so again, I'm just getting them ready to say, I'm ready to create a course. I've got an idea. I even know the type of course. I want a starter course or a signature course. Great. Get on my webinar. Let me show you how to get started. So every freebie I did, every piece of content that I talked about, the 60 days leading up to webinar registration was all about making sure that somebody, after they went through this content and they got one of my freebies, they would say, I'm really interested in creating a course. I'm going to see what she has to say on her masterclass. And then hopefully I say something great because they want to join my course. So if I could use one word to give you a theme of this podcast episode, I would say intentional. You've got to be intentional with the content that you are doing in those, in this case, 30 days for you leading up to webinar registration. Now, what that means is you do need to spend some time getting organized. And I've got some tips and tricks to help you with all of this. So I'll get into that in a minute. But before I do, I wanted to share with you a lesson that I learned along the way of this pre-launch, like looking back what I would change. So here's like a big takeaway. I want to focus next time even more on the limiting beliefs and the thoughts that are holding people back from creating a course. So I for sure can give all my students the step-by-step, right? You all know, like I've got step-by-step coming out of my ears and that's the easy part. But what's more difficult and often takes more time and a lot of repeating is this idea that they're not enough or they don't have what it takes. It's it's those beliefs that are not serving them. So I believe the next time I do a pre-launch runway, I will devote more time to the mindset shifts they need to make so that they look in the mirror and say, you know what? I've got a course in me. I've got something to share. And I don't care if 10 other people have a course just like my idea. I'm the only one that can teach it like I can teach it. And I want more freedom and I want more flexibility in my business. So I'm going to take that leap and give this a shot. You have to really believe in yourself to do something like that. You've got to find the courage. And I think my pre-launch could have been a time for me to talk about, well, how do you find that courage? How do you keep moving forward even though you're scared? How do you find the confidence to say, I'm going to create this course, even though 
other people have already done it before me. I need to talk about that more in my pre-launch. So I tell you that because I think giving some of the step-by-step or tactical or how-to, I think that's important, but I'd really think about what is holding them back, talk about that and give them tools and strategies to actually move past those beliefs that are not serving them versus just give them more how-to. Like do this, do that. They can click here, click there, and go there all day long. But if they don't believe in themselves that they could actually create a course, then I'm wasting my time. Do you get what I'm saying there? Okay. So let's move into the final section of this podcast episode, and that is the success tips and behind-the-scenes insights that I just want to set you up for success if you do four weeks of Facebook Lives leading up to your webinar registration. So number one, number one tip is repetition is the mother of skill. Yeah, I got that from my time at Tony Robbins, but listen to what I I said there because sometimes I hear it and don't let it sink in. So if you do that too, listen to this one repetition is the mother of skill. Meaning if we want somebody to really get it, the skill, we've got to keep repeating it, repeating the strategy or repeating the actual action that you want to do. You've got to get it in your body. And so with that, as a teacher, as someone doing these Facebook lives every week, don't be afraid to repeat yourself. I kind of had a central theme probably running through all eight weeks of me doing this, talking about what a digital course could mean to your revenue and could mean to your impact and mean to your lifestyle and how everybody has a course in them. They just have to have the courage to step up and say, I'm going to teach this my way and my style. Like it's okay to keep repeating your, what I call core premise, which is something I teach my students, but it's this idea of what is your course all about? Why are you doing what you're doing? You want to find a way to weave that into everything you talk about. So repeating yourself and your message over and over again is actually a good thing. Number two, you've got to have a call to action at the end of every Facebook Live. So you don't have to have multiple freebies like I had, but you at least want one course-focused freebie. And by course-focused freebie, my DCA students know this. What I mean by that is a freebie that's aligned with what your course is all about. Like if someone wanted that freebie, they'd be genuinely interested in what your course is about as well. So for example, I had the starter kit, the course creation starter kit, how to come up with a course topic. If somebody got that freebie, then they're genuinely interested in a program to teach them how to create a course, right? Easy alignment. So you want some kind of course focus freebie. You don't have to have multiple ones, but I will tell you the final Facebook live you do, hopefully that's going to the call to action. Number four will be sign up for my webinar, get on my webinar. So number eight, when I did eight of them, number eight was, okay, if you love this and you want to do more with me, get on my free live masterclass coming up next week. So that was the final call to action. The final one was get on my webinar. Number three, give yourself time. I want you to set aside an hour or two to brainstorm the topics, but also get organized. So get into Google Drive and create documents for each of the four Facebook Lives you're going to do. Maybe add a few notes to each. And then before you actually go live, whether it be the day before, the week before, flesh out an outline. You want to come prepared. I had slides. You don't have to have slides. I might have had 10 slides for an hour Facebook Live, so it wasn't anything extravagant. But if you don't want to deal with the technology to figure out how to show slides on a Facebook Live, just show up as yourself. But have notes. 
Don't waste their time. Don't waste your time. I don't find value or a badge of honor and like, I just was going to wing it. No, they deserve more than that. You know you'll do a better job if you sit down and think about it for a little bit. Even if you just did 20 minutes per outline, just get it out of your head and onto paper. Don't show up loosey-goosey. I don't think we do a good job when we do that. I'm obviously on my soapbox right now, but I do think a little planning goes a long way. Number four is consistency. So you want to go live in those four weeks, same time, same day, every week. So Thursday at 1 p.m. Every week, Thursday at 1 p.m. That way you can say, okay, guys, I'll see you here next week, same time, same place. Thursday next week, 1 p.m. Pacific, whatever it might be. I don't care what time it is. I don't care what day it is. You decide what works best for you and when your audience is most likely to show up, but choose the same date and the same time. Okay, so again, I'll just review those really quick. Number one, repetition. Number two, you've got to have a call to action at the end of every Facebook Live to some kind of freebie. Number three, give yourself time to get organized and get these topics out of your head and onto paper and then do a loose outline for each of them. I love to store everything in Google Drive. If that supports, go check it out. And then number four, show up consistently, same time, same place. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Here's what I want to leave you with, that word intentional. I think if we are more intentional about everything we do in our business, I think we would do less, but make a bigger impact and ultimately make more money. And so you don't have to do tons and tons and tons of things in the pre-launch season. But if you do a few things really well, like your weekly Facebook lives with content that you've thought out and you really are busting through some limiting beliefs and frustrations and challenges your audience has, then believe me, that can make a huge, huge impact. So go check out the show notes if you're looking for more support in this area. I've got some great podcast episodes that will support you, but let me tell you about next week. So next week is extra, extra fun. So I did an episode where I walked you through a, a week in the my life. So it was a week in the life. And I talked about some of my morning rituals, like what I do every morning. Well, I wanted to talk to some of my peers and I wanted to ask them what they do every morning. Like, what does your morning ritual look like? And I was very, very surprised to hear that their morning rituals, friends that you know of already, such as Stu McLaren, James Wedmore, Jasmine Starr, Jennifer Allwood, Julie Solomon. Like, you know these people. They're in the online marketing world alongside with me. And you'll be so surprised to hear what their morning rituals look like. That is next week. I will see you same time, same place. Bye for now.